welcome to the Quietly Wild podcast, hosted by myself, B. Clayton. This is a space for those who are enjoying reconnecting with themselves through the quieter pace of life. Be it spending time in the wild outdoors to feel grounded again, or even enjoying a new activity that brings you newfound creativity. We'll be exploring everything in between with both self-hosted sessions and interesting discussions with other guests who feel that they lean into this way of life too. I'm here to help you reflect on the quieter, more simpler moments that bring you joy, peacefulness and calm in amongst a chaotic world. So sit back, relax, light a candle, grab a blanket and a hot brew and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of the Quietly Wild podcast. First off, I just want to say a huge thanks to anyone that's listened to the first introduction episode or have shared this across social media. Your support does mean the world and does not go unnoticed, so thank you. Today I'm thrilled that the wonderful Monica of the award-winning blog The Travel Hack is joining me on today's episode. I am thrilled that she agreed to this because she's someone that I've always looked up to since I started blogging back in 2011. Of course her achievements as a travel blogger and a businesswoman are something that have continuously motivated me, but it's actually her way of life and her calming nature that's drawn me in and has inspired me the most. As a mum of three, Monica lives just on the Welsh border and has many backyard adventures with her family especially now that she's currently grounded as a travel blogger. Monica's used to jetting off to far-flung destinations and travelling the world, so she's been quickly adapting and transitioning her content to include activities on her doorstep and finding things to do as a family right here in the UK. And it's been such a joy to watch her do that. Today we're going to be talking about how you can make sure your family are living their best outdoorsy life and how trying new things can spark some passion back into your life. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome, Monica. Thank you for joining me on the Quietly Wild podcast today. It's such an honour that you said yes (laughs) uh, for coming on because, you know, I'm a bit of a fangirl. I absolutely adore you, your blog, your lifestyle. Um, It speaks to me on so many levels, and I know that's really cheesy to say, but it does. Um, So... You, in my eyes, the epitome of cool when it comes to like outdoorsiness and just embracing everything about sort of getting creative and being outdoors. It's two of my favorite things. So, yeah, you are amazing. I just kind of wanted to invite you to the Quietly Wild podcast to talk about all these things with me. <laughs> That's so lovely to hear because for so long I kind of avoided sharing this side to my life on my blog because obviously being a travel blogger I was always blogging about travel and I didn't want to share you know like just going for a walk and walking my dog and being in my garden and pottering about my house because I just thought it was so boring. It's so hard Um, isn't it transition as well everybody expects travel from you and that you almost think that they're not going to be interested in pottering about and doing nice little things on your doorstep. Yeah but if anything people are way more interested in it because it's something everyone can relate to absolutely and especially more so now everybody needs inspiration for things that they can do 
in their backyard. So I think it's fantastic because you've really made that transition from going to from a blogger that's gone to far flung destinations and you, you've basically been grounded. <laughs> Everything has stopped, hasn't it? Um, so you've had to really pivot. That is the buzzword of the year, isn't it? Pivot. But how have you found that transition going from to going to all these amazing destinations and beautiful hotels and to, to just that completely stopping? What did you do? Well, to be honest, um, in some ways it was quite good timing for me um, because we went into lockdown just around about the time when I was going to be coming out of maternity leave. So right. I just had my daughter October 2019. Yeah. And so when she was about six months oldish, we went into lockdown and that's when I thought I'd be getting back to work. Um, but in honesty, I wasn't ready, wasn't ready to get back to work at all. So we went into lockdown in March and I was meant to be going to Japan in June and wow. already I was dreading it, absolutely dreading it. I didn't want to leave my kids. I didn't want to leave my baby. I just wasn't ready to go back to work. Um, so obviously I wasn't like happy about lockdown or anything, No, <laughs> but it wasn't really a bad time for me because I kind of wanted a little bit longer at home and I wanted a bit longer to keep slowing down and keep, keep this kind of maternity leave thing that I had going. But also it's been quite gradual for me over the years. Things have got a little bit slower with the travel. So I had my first son nearly six years ago now. Um, and I slowed down a bit then and then I had my second son and I slowed down a little bit more and then I had my daughter and I slowed down a lot more um, and I'm still in that very slow phase and oh, well, it was go on sorry <laughs> yeah sorry in the next year um, I might be ready to get back to it again but it, it just happened at quite a nice time really if I'm allowed to say that yeah no I completely agree I think it has opened up different doors for lots of people around the world, um, even myself, being able to explore the quietly wild and the things that I do with the Enterprise Collective, it's just opened up different avenues that wouldn't have been possible if that hadn't have come along. So I guess you sort of unconsciously were already making those changes, but lockdown just forced you to to just take hold of that and run with it. Yeah, and just embrace it that little bit more. So yeah, no, it was all all kind of going that way already anyway. Oh, brilliant. So you obviously live in Wales, on the right on the border of England. I'm right in saying that, aren't I? Yeah. So you've obviously got a wealth of beauty around you. You're you're so so lucky. <laughs> Very jealous. I mean Yorkshire's beautiful, but I imagine being able to get like I mean Anglesey is such a stunning little island that I bet you can get to and I love, I love it there. I love the, the slower pace of life because it almost feels like you've gone back in time there. Yeah, definitely. But even, I feel like until recently, I didn't appreciate living here at all. Um, and I don't know if it's to do with getting older or lockdown or whatever it's been. But yeah, I, um, I always knew it was pretty around here, but I didn't fully appreciate it. And I always thought, oh, I want to live here. I want to live there. Or that, that person's so lucky because they live here and... You know, I always thought everywhere else was nicer than home. But I think once you just embrace home, anywhere where, where anybody lives, there's always something really beautiful there. Absolutely. And you, I mean, you have travelled the world and you've, didn't you hire a, a VW camper or a camper and drive around Australia for months on end? That must have been like fantastic, but very fast paced, finding new places to stop all the time. Do you think by being home, 
was it was it was it did you find that it was actually easier it was so slow so we yeah. bought the camper van and we lived in it for 18 months and we would literally like drive a little bit stop when we got tired drive a bit more stop when we got tired but other other travels have been really fast yeah like cracking around asia that was very quick like yeah boom 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 visit place after place after place yeah tick tick, tick everywhere off a box so i guess living in wales is actually again another another way of forcing you to slow down do you think that's when you really sort of embraced that way of life when you sort of put down roots yeah yeah i think so i think i really embraced it um, when we had our third baby yeah because I was supposed to really have any other choice I didn't even really embrace it when we had our first son I was still very wanting to jet off here there and everywhere and take him with us and everything was still quite fast um but once you've once you've got two children really it just, just became so hard um that I just kind of gave into it and just accepted it and embraced it and loved it I think that's it you've got to embrace it haven't you that you have such a calming nature and I've probably said this a million times but I think that's why I'm really drawn to you you've got such a really nice positive aura around you as an as a mum of three as we've touched on how on earth do you manage to sort of be so peaceful and so serene what what do you actually credit to that um, do you know what? We're, I've just been having dinner with Sam and I ran through some of these questions that I knew you were going to ask. Yeah. And I said, I said she wants to talk about how calm and peaceful I am. And <laughs> absolutely belly laugh. <laughs> we can always count on our other halves, can't we? <laughs> he obviously sees the side to me that isn't calm and peaceful. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just the way I am. I, I, I'm not sure if I've always been this way. And it wasn't until I got to be sort of in my mid-twenties when people kept saying it to me, like, oh, you're so calm, how are you so calm? Um, and I don't know, I just am. I think it's just the way I am. And I hope it's the way I always will be. And yeah. I think that having children um, has made me calmer because it's made me realise that in the times when I want to lose my temper, it doesn't do any good. No. It doesn't help anyone. It doesn't resolve a situation. It doesn't make people do what you want them to do. Um, so staying calm is just kind of the best thing but yeah I think it's just who I am I'm very relaxed um, I'm very laid back probably irritatingly laid back actually <laughs> definitely irritatingly laid back no um, not a chance I won't hear a word of it <laughs> um, so yeah I think it's just just the way I have I always have been and yeah always will be I think for me I I'm, I'm quite scatty so that can often come across as um, like, oh, how could she possibly enjoy a slower pace of life? But it's that that grounds me when I remind myself that actually these are the things that I enjoy doing. And that's when my mind starts to mentally drain all the crazy thoughts and the anxieties that I have. So I, I think I could learn so much from you. And that bit about obviously having children's actually made you calmer like unfortunately I'm surrounded by people that it's gone the other way so <laughs> so I, I'm really I'm I'm leaning into those words that eventually when I am blessed with children that I remember these words that you just said because <laughs> I worry that oh gosh it's gonna send me crazy yeah I just say to myself all the time you attract more bees with honey and I just say that all the time, attract more bees with honey, attract more bees with honey. Every time I want to like lose my cool with them, I'm just like, think of the bees. What a saying. 
Wow, yeah. I'm going to remember that one as well. My goodness, just full of so much wisdom. <laughs> so, I mean, that actually brings me on to the next question. As a parent, how have you been able to sort of instill that love for the outdoors with your children from such a young age? Because we're in such a tech-driven world now that it's so hard to keep kids off iPads and is it Roblox? I mean, obviously I don't have kids, but I, I hear my friends talking about Roblox or something and... I just think that it's so cute when I see you put your kids in their boiler suits and you're outside. What is your secret to success with keeping your kids happy outdoors? Do you know what? It's funny, actually. People say this a lot, but actually, my eldest son, George, um, he doesn't really like the outdoors. Does he not? He doesn't like it at all. No, no, I mean, he does, but he's not an outdoor kid. He would be yeah. much happier staying inside watching telly and playing computer games. Um, but I think I think it's because I love being outdoors and my partner Sam as well, he does as well. So what we quite often end up doing is, um, so my other two kids do love being outdoors. Yeah. So we'll all be outside in the garden, you know, having fun and playing around in the garden and George will be sat inside watching telly. So we just open the back door and eventually he'll hear us having fun and he'll want to come out and join us. And he might not stay outside with us all day and we don't try and force that. But um, he he will come out eventually. So I think it's just about kind of um, when he sees us having fun, he wants to be involved in it. Yeah. And a lot of people say to me, oh, how do I get my kids outdoors more? And I think, well, if you don't enjoy the outdoors, your kids aren't going to enjoy the outdoors either. Just that's so, a precedent, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, because my mum and dad used to do it to me. They'd say, put your wellies on, put your coat on, go and play outside. And then they'd sit inside in the warm and like force me and my brother outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, lead by example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but I think you can't really force it if someone's not outdoorsy. But no. because so much of what we do is outdoors, and I think because I'm so much happier and so much calmer when I'm outdoors, the kids must pick up on that as well. Yeah. Um, so we generally have a nicer time when we're outdoors. Well, that's so lovely because I saw that you you had a blog post on your website um, about you know, calling it an adventure, making it exciting. It's not just yeah, a walk. Never call it a walk. Yeah, never call it a walk. If, if you are listening to this and you've got children, do head over to the Travel Hack uh, website because there's a fantastic long post about sort of making outdoors fun for your children. So do go check that out. Um, so I, th I think you are a bit like me. You're someone that really wants to try different creative activities. Um, I mean, I saw that you've even got the same calligraphy set that I have from CW Cards, who are a, a Welsh-based business. And um, I'm just about to start doing that because I'm finishing some embroidery at the moment. I am a bit of a grandma. You're growing your own vegetables. That's something I started to do as well. What, I mean, those are just a couple of things I've picked up on. What have you enjoyed? What activities have you enjoyed over lockdown that has given you like a really nice focus? But if you don't hit deadlines, there's not repercussions or it's not made you feel bad if you've not been great at it. Just something that's been nice and fun for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. I love having lots of little creative projects. And over lockdown, oh, I've done so many. Um, so baking is one of my big ones. So at the start of lockdown, I had never baked a cake. Really? I could. I think I could go on a bake-off now. I bake that often. <laughs> oh, so, wow. I'd literally never baked a cake. 
Um, so yeah, baking. Um, another one I started doing at the start of lockdown is um, making like little day in the life videos. Um, where I would just record like a two minute video from our days and I stopped doing it because again it was something that I thought was a little bit boring and a little bit mundane to just capture the everyday but now when I look back on them I think they're just the loveliest things so I need to start doing those again. Yes, I love doing a little window open in the morning and I just see that beautiful sunrise I'm like I could just make a montage of those because I would literally watch that for probably like three minutes on the trot. <laughs> Just like a two-minute video of yeah. throughout the year in the window. <laughs> I think yeah. that would be a really good idea. 365 window opens in the sky. <laughs> yeah. We'll start that tomorrow. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you're the same, but I kind of go through phases where I'll have a little project and I'll be so absorbed by it for like three months and I will do all the research, I'll read all the books, I'll watch all the YouTube videos and I'll be so, so into it for about three months and then I get bored and then I move on to the next thing. So in the summer as well, it was paddle boarding. I was like so into paddle boarding. Oh, you paddle board. Yeah, you yeah. had a caravan with you, weren't you? I saw, wow. Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, gardening and knitting and I had a little yoga phase and I had like a hiking phase. And I used to think it was a really bad thing that I was kind of a bit scatty with all these little projects I was doing. I would start them and then I'd get bored and move on to the next one. But actually, I'm finding now that I keep coming back to them. So like every couple of years, I'll pick them up again and obviously pick up where I left off and be a little bit better and do things a bit faster. And yeah, and I don't think it's bad really to to get really obsessed with something for a while and then forget about it and come back to it I think I said in my last podcast that you know I'm not about doing things perfectly it's just all about giving it a go and opening up a space for you to try something new and different like I mean I'm not I'm you sound very much like my husband he will research things obsessively like before you know it'll take him a year probably before he ends up doing something whereas I'm a little bit more impulsive and I just go with it um like my embroidery I found that I have been doing that since Christmas but I've learned to be really patient with myself when I'm not particularly amazing at it and I think it's just about how can I put it I just I just think being patient with yourself and allowing yourself the space to do these things, whether you're good at it, whether you're bad at it, whether you're just run of the mill, I think it's lovely that you're opening up your mind to be able to do it. And whether that's 50 things, five things, it really doesn't matter. As long as it brings you some form of joy and calm, then who cares how many, how many things you've got on the go? Yeah, and I love that you say about how you don't have to be perfect because I think so many people don't start new hobbies because they're not going to be good at them and obviously no one's going to be good at them when they start something and I think just because it's like such a high expectation of ourselves to be perfect as soon as we start something yeah people never start because they're not going to start being perfect exactly and I find it so with blogging people message me all the time saying they want to start a blog but they need to wait until they've got this camera and they need to wait until they've written a hundred blog posts and they need to wait until they've improved their writing. And I'm like, no, don't wait. Just do it now. And this is it. I kind of had a gentle push from a lovely lady called Victoria of the Manifestation Collective 
Now, the Quietly Wild has been built um, because I'm, I'm wanting to launch product, but there was just something really drawing me to starting the podcast first. And if I hadn't have done it, the, the rest of the things wouldn't have snowballed. You know, I wouldn't have bought the website. I wouldn't have bought my domain. I wouldn't have been in researching all my different website designs. It, it, but it's slow and steady steps. I think get you there in the end, but it's just about appreciating the process that you're going through and not focusing too much on whether the end result is going to be perfect or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but with lockdowns, so we're coming to like the one year of how yeah, when lockdown yeah. first started. And now I'm kind of thinking, well, if you started doing something at the start of lockdown in March 2020, imagine where you'd be now. And it kind of makes you realise how long a year is and how much you can do in a year just with loads of tiny, tiny, tiny baby steps. And a year goes quickly, but it is also a long time. And it's a long time to make, you know, huge improvements or learn huge amounts. Oh gosh, I could not agree with you more. This year has taught me so much about myself and and what I want from life and how I want to live. It's just, like you said, right at the beginning of this, I'm just so thankful for the time that it, it that I've been given and I, but I will caveat that by saying I know that it hasn't been easy for everybody and some people listening to this might have had a really rough time so I'm hoping that this space can provide some calm and some inspiration for those people that are looking to bring a bit more peace and tranquility to the life so yeah it's it's a really interesting subject that a lot of people have messaged me about since I started posting about my embroidery I mean I posted um a reel last night on Instagram about you know everything can look perfect on the outside when you look at the front of the embroidery but if you turn it over what a mess it is and we've all got these things that we're working on so you know it's a beautiful example of life I think yeah yeah I really like that I saw that reel and I thought yeah that's so true so so true um so coming back to travel we we both absolutely adore traveling Our, our blogs are focused around travel but if we bring it back to homegrown adventures, what experiences do you enjoy the most? I mean, I saw that you went beekeeping on Anglesey Island. Like, that looked incredible. Yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I've been working on a project. It's kind of with Visit Wales, and it's about um, kind of promoting all these unique experiences that are available and particularly promoting the kind of experiences where just very normal people have kind of taken their hobby and they're making it into a business like the beekeeping yeah this guy who keeps bees and now he does these workshops teaching people how to uh, keep bees um and that was so much fun so 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 much fun and that's kind of another example of these creative things that I've been doing and trying and you know I don't want to be a beekeeper I don't want to ever have my own bees <laughs> oh my gosh just go in there yeah, yeah, no. I get I've got stung. I get stung. I just know it. <laughs> um, doing all these fun, creative, hands-on kind of things have been really fun and really therapeutic. And I think because all of my work is kind of digital, being able to do activities that are hands-on and you go in and get your hands dirty and do physical things feels yeah. really nice. I don't know if you feel the same with all work being digital online. Yeah. You don't actually have a product to hold or touch. Being able to do something physical and creative feels really nice. Yeah, and getting away from that screen. Oh, 
the yeah. screens are just they've just become part and parcel of every single day now, especially more so over the last year. That, like you say, like shutting my phone down, shutting my laptop, and being able to go away and start a little project, embroidery, air dry clay, whatever it is, it just gives me a moment away from sort of that external noise that's all encompassing and always around us. It just gives me that moment to just go, nope. I'm removing myself from the world right now. <laughs> yeah, and I've really loved doing all these little activities that I've been doing as part of this project because it kind of combines travel with finding these new creative and exciting kind of things. So, yeah, so I did the beekeeping. Um, I did um, a historic bike tour around Anglesey as well. And that's another, it's a lady. She's really interesting, actually. She didn't learn to ride a bike until she was about 40. Yeah, and then she learned to ride a bike and she was like this is amazing I love riding a bike I want to do this every day all day that's all I want to do so she started these cycling tours around Anglesey and now that's what she does that's her job and what a beautiful place to do that you'll have to let me know the details because my husband is an avid bike rider he's a, he likes his mountain bikes so and we we go to Angle well when we can he also races so we go to the Anglesey circuit a lot but we are, because obviously we're based in Yorkshire, we have to make a full weekend of it. So I think that'd be something he'd be really interested in. Maybe not so yeah. much me because I'm so unhealthy. <laughs> but, you know, for him, he can go off and do that. And I can sit on a nice beach and read and watch the world go yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was really nice. So I guess that leads me on to my final question. And I'm, I'm going to ask everyone at the end of every um, episode what does your perfect day look like if there are endless possibilities money is no object oh see I didn't know that money was no object yeah. about this um kind of yeah just my perfect day not to do with money but that's quite nice can, to think of it you can take you don't yeah. have to think about the money aspect just roll with it yeah. <laughs> my perfect day would definitely always be on a Friday Friday's my favorite oh. day um, mostly because my kids go to school in the morning and that's always nice. Um, so the kids would go off to school. Um, well, the boys would go off to school and then I would have my daughter Alba and we would go to like some kind of baby class and chat to other mums. And it's funny actually because I always thought I wouldn't be the kind of person who wanted to go to baby groups and stuff. Yeah. And even in the morning when I'm going to go to them you know, when they're running, I think, oh, I'm not really that bothered. I don't want to go. But it's like a form of therapy. And when I come out of them, I just feel so light and happy. Um, just to be able to chat about all that boring, mundane stuff. You're all going through the same thing, aren't you? That you Maybe some yeah. other friends who haven't got children yet or at completely different stages of their life might not understand. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so that's really nice. Um, and then, um, ah, and then I'd want to potter in my garden because that's my obsession at the minute. What are you growing at the moment? moment? What are you growing? Well, I'm still in the research phase. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everything. Um, and I need to rein it in a little bit. And I've got <laughs> seeds growing on every windowsill in my house, and you literally like can't see out of any windows because there's just seeds everywhere. I love it. Yeah, so um, I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't even know if I've got enough garden for all my seeds. But you tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, well, because my mum gardens, so I yeah. keep asking her for advice. 
and I keep worrying about it. And she's like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like the worst thing is ha- going to happen is that your seeds don't grow. She's like, that's not the end of the world. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. So anyway, so I do a bit of gardening. Um, and then in the afternoon, I would go to my caravan. So we have a caravan in Abersark on the Klim Peninsula. Um, and ordinarily that would be open now. So we're a bit sad about that, that it's not yeah. open. Um, and we have lots of friends there who have caravans and things as well. Um, so, because um, we've got quite a big one. So everyone comes to us on a Friday when everyone's got there after work and everyone's a little bit frazzled because it's a bit of a long drive and there's lots of traffic. And you get there and the sun's setting and we're right by the beach and we'll have a barbecue and we usually put all the kids into our bedroom and put a film on and they all have movie night in our bedroom so they all stay out the way and usually fall asleep and we can just relax and again it's like no screens or anything we don't really have proper wi-fi there everyone just puts their phones down and just relaxes and it's just the loveliest thing um, and I really like it on a Friday as well because going from one place to another like going from home to like a holiday home um, it makes the day feel so much longer and yeah. it just it feels like a really nice long day and where we get loads done and see loads and do loads so yeah that's my dream day oh gosh I mean whenever you post about your caravan it just looks so dreamy I yeah the views over the bay like it just looks stunning one day we'll have something like that I hope fingers crossed because I, I find that being by water is possibly one of my most calming things I mean I'm a Scorpio so I'm a water sign which obviously makes a huge amount of sense if I'm by a river a lake by the sea instantly I just feel like any sort of anger or stress that I've been harboring is is just washes away and I'm just peaceful and calm so having that would be amazing (laughs) yeah it's lovely and I never thought I'd be the kind of person to have a caravan I didn't really even understand what one was um and yeah it was Sam Sam grew up with one so he yeah. really wanted one for kids we, yeah it's just lovely we have uh, well a couple, I have two sets of grandparents so they actually both had a caravan on the same site a static caravan like you have but it was in in a place called Sewerby which is just near Flamborough Head in Yorkshire so not too far from North Star Club uh, where we've both been so that it's um yeah I, I've grown up with caravans and some people might turn their nose up at it, but I think it's just a lovely way to live because it's almost like you can pick up home and go home, yeah. if that makes sense. It, it's home from home. Everything's there. It's familiar and and near all these nice things that you love as well. Yeah. And as well, like we could never afford a holiday home. So it's like the cheapest version of a holiday home. You've got a blog post all about that as well, haven't you, about sort of buying caravan? It's most, yeah, it's the most popular post on my blog that's amazing Um, yeah well I think it's probably because not many people write about it because most people who buy them are like retired people who don't write blogs yeah (laughs) so um yeah it gets loads of traffic and I've just been totally honest about like how much it costs and how you do it and there's some really boring technical things in there um so yeah it does really well and I get so many emails from people saying they want to buy them and yeah it's really interesting so many people sort of live out that nice lifestyle by giving that information out freely yeah I hope so apparently you can't get a caravan for love no money now with lockdown really? yeah, apparently they've all been snapped up and you can't buy one I suppose as well if you 
if you've got to think about staying in the UK as well at the moment, that's probably a lot of people's thought processes when it comes to travel as well. So, well, let's get, get my boots on and, and get one bought one day. <laughs> well, I guess that wraps things up, Monica. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an absolute joy to speak to you. Whenever I chat to you, I just feel this overwhelming sense of calm. So thank you for bringing that into our lives. And anyone that's listened to this, I really do hope you enjoyed this. Um, you can find uh, Monica over on Instagram at the travel hack still, isn't it? You've not changed that. Yeah, yeah at the travel hack. And the website is thetravelhack.co.uk dot com sorry travelhack.com if you want to check out monica's travels here in the uk or further afield and any sort of parenting advice as well because she's got a lot of good advice over there so i'll wrap that up and say thank you very much i hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you very soon thank you monica thank you Thank you for joining me today on the Quietly Wild podcast. If you enjoy the quieter moments in life, please don't forget to hit subscribe by your podcast player of choice. If you enjoyed this episode, leaving a review will really help with my podcast growth and potentially reach those who also need a nice dose of calm, peace and tranquility in their lives. Join me and my amazing guests for future episodes as we discuss our love of getting creative and enjoying the wild outdoors. I hope to see you all very soon.